Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of the United States, of the world, maybe, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, efficient energy and sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and we have two guests from opposite ends of the music spectrum. Plus, if we're really lucky, if we're really lucky, Crimson Calamity is going to call in and tell us about their new single. They may just drop in for a little chat, so stay tuned. It's going to be a great show today. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host on Music Friday Live, and uh, uh, this is your show. I want to remind you now, this is your show. You, our guests are here to talk with you, so call in and uh, talk with them. Or you can email us, you know, if you're sitting there at work and you have your headphones on, you can't call. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And as I said, in addition to our headliner guest today, we have a surprise visit from Lauren Harding and Mallory Trinnell, the duo called Crimson Calamity. And I think they're here. Hi there. Hi, it's Mallory. Lauren's calling right behind me. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys have been on the show before, and I've seen you live before, and you're always exciting, but I'm really excited. You've got a new single out, is that right? We do, yeah. It's called Heart of Steel, and uh, we're really excited about this single because it's, uh, it's really close to our hearts, really special message that we're excited to share with people. So, so you two have hearts of steel? I think so that we do, definitely. <laughs> we're pretty okay. strong chicks. Yeah, you <laughs> You you certainly are. In fact, there seem to be a, a lot of guns and things in, in some of your videos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we, we kind of are, are little um, sharpshooters on the inside, I think. Yeah, I think so, but it's all kind of tongue-in-cheek, too. Well, is the, is the new uh, single available now? It is available. Right now for the month of August, we've, we've only released the single on Bandcamp because what's really neat about Bandcamp is that um, you can donate the normal 99 cents, or yeah. you can donate whatever you want. And um, we're, we're releasing this single, single excuse me, <laughs> um, in order for a cause this time. Um, all of the proceeds that um, we sell from the single for the month of August, we're going to give to the Love is Louder campaign. And that's all about um, raising kind of an anti-bullying message. Um, but it doesn't just stop at bullying. It's just the voice of love being louder than the voice of anything negative in your life. So okay. we're really excited to be able to be a part of that. 
I, th- I think you're, you're, uh, the other half of the duo just came on. Hi there. I am. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry for well, the delay. Well, so <laughs> real quick, while I have you both on, do you have any live performances coming up? We do. Um, we just played a single release show for um, Heart of Steel on Tuesday at Bar Lovich here in West Hollywood. Um, and we're also going to be playing a show up in Paso Robles at the end of the month. So the kind of mid-California audience is going to get a little Crimes and Calamity taste. Okay, uh, that's all right. The next thing we have going on. Right, that's on well, August 28th. Into the uh, coming right up, coming right up. Just yeah, right yeah. All right. Well, um, let me remind my audience once again that uh, they can go to Bandcamp and get the new song, and they should donate at least fifty dollars uh, for the new song. Okay, <laughs> and that they should. Uh, you've got some live uh, live performances coming up, so they should go to your website and check it out, so they can find out exactly where. And why don't you tell them what your, what your website is? Uh, that would be www.www.3wcrimsoncalamitymusic.com. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to try to make one of those live performances, and I love the new single. I have uh, I have listened to it. So um, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, calling in and keeping us up to date on, on what Crimson Calamity is doing. Of course. Thanks for having us. It's your thing. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Noctambule and their new album, The Awakening. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. And I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm host of Music Friday Live, and I'm welcoming all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And as you just heard, uh, thanks to them, we're also on Stitcher. If you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call us at 347-215-7511 or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we must have some. Uh, our, we've got some emails in already here. All right. Well, we'll get, we'll get to you. Don't go away. All right. Uh, all right. And I know we're played on some stations later in the afternoon and on Monday. And uh, you can still email your questions to our guest. And also, uh, I know that some of you are listening to us on podcasts. So, Go ahead and email questions to our guest. We will uh, forward them on. We'll take your email address off if you don't want to get put on mailing list that you don't want, or tell us if you do, but we'll see to it that you get the answer to uh, the, your questions. Well, I am so happy to have my friends Bruce Victor and Marla Feibish, known musically as Noctambule, on Music Friday Live today. Now, for those of you who may not have heard them when they were on earlier this year, Noctambule is a duo comprised of the visual and musical artist Marla Feibish and her husband, guitarist Bruce Victor. Together, they set poetry to song using Marla's long experience in Irish music, the mandolin, the accordion, and the voice, and Bruce's world-class guitar chops. Their new album, The Waking, sets the words of several poets to stunningly beautiful music. And uh, without further ado, which is what Bruce used to say when introducing musicians at the Acoustic Vortex House Concerts, here they are. Bruce and Marla, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much, Patrick. 
Thank you, Patrick. As always, a pleasure. Uh, well, uh, you've got this new album out, and, and that was really fast. I mean, it seems like only yesterday that you released your first album, Travel in Shadows. And I know bands that take, you know, a year to produce an EP. How did you get an entire album so quickly while you were touring? Well, it was actually two years. <laughs> it was a very fast two years between Travel in the Shadows and The Waking, but it was two years. I'll be darned. Yeah. Well, uh, time flies when you're listening to poetry, huh? Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> oh. Well, well, speaking of time... We were thinking it was taking forever. Oh, okay. Well, uh, speaking of time, uh, the album is about time, the time, the concept of time. But but I understand you didn't start out with that concept in mind. How did it develop? Bruce, you want hmm. to handle this one? Yeah. Uh, um, hmm. How did it develop? Um, actually, in retrospect... Um, we basically uh, started out in one place and wound up in another. Um, we were actually looking at more different forms of poetry, particularly the Villanelle, which is kind of a, a originally a ballad form of song that then got turned into a, a poetic style. And then before uh, we started to turn it back into a ballad form, and it, the, uh, what we noticed was when we started to pay attention a little bit more thematically to what we were, what we were putting to music, that to lamenting about or plotting with or bargaining with the notion of, of time. And so then we actually thought through... Um, both a couple more songs with that theme in mind, and uh, and there we are. Huh? Yeah, okay. Uh, Bruce, you're fading out a little bit. You're fading out a little bit, so I'm I'm going to start playing one of those Villanelle songs, and uh, this is the Awakening. song, um, I wake to sleep, I take my waking slow, uh, which is often how I feel on Sunday mornings. But I, I think that those lines and, and the rest of the song actually refer to something other than a Sunday morning hangover. Am I right? <laughs> but it does not exclude a Sunday morning hangover. <laughs> yeah, those lines uh, we should hasten to, to point out are from uh, the poem "The Waking" by Theodore Ruski, um, and the 
Yes, it's much much bigger questions about a life. I think that he's pondering in his in his poem. But yeah, it's a, it's a stunning um, poem. Uh, definitely should read it in its original form as well. And um, we we had a a great time sort of looking at his musings about life and the passage of time, and uh, and uh, sort of taking it to a different a different place. For the record, we were dared to put that one to music, actually. So that's also how things get funny. In the rest of the song, there are some para, there are some kind of paradoxes, worms climbing stairs and and shaking to stay steady. So it's quite an interesting song. However, I want to change the the, the music um, form and the storyline a little bit with uh, an, another song, and uh, uh, this is actually one of my favorite out of the album. This is uh, Sally Dupree. See changing eyes. With the deep drowned glimmer From bargold crumbling From sunken ships Where the sea dwarfs creep Through the street green shimmer To press the gold to their Glass cold lips Sally Dupree, Sally Dupree Eyes that are neither black nor gray Sally Dupree, Sally Dupree Why do you haunt me night and day? You've taken my heart But I do not Now that's from... um uh, Stephen Vincent Benet's epic poem, John Brown's Body, and which is about the Civil War. Why did you decide to, to do a song about the Civil War? Um, really, that we don't feel so much that the song is about the Civil War. The song is about um, uh, a, an individual's musing, if you will, or ruminating really more like he's thinking about uh, this woman who he's not it, it's socially not favorable for him to marry so of course every person's story is set within a context of a time the time in which they live the place the culture um, the family um, so that's all plays a part but really the song at least the way I think of it is is uh, Clay Wingate singing about Sally Dupre it just boils down to two people Okay. In All that right. context. Uh, um, yeah. Well, in, but the in, in John Brown's body is an incredible work with uh, just huge amounts of, of, of beautiful interactions between people. I, I remember it, uh, I had to read it in high school, and uh, <laughs> pieces of it are still embedded in my head. All right. Um, uh, we're, we're talking with uh, Bruce Victor and Marla Feibish of Noctambule, and you can talk with them, too, about their new album, The Waking, um, or you can email them. You can email them at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we have some emails here. So real quick, I'm going to – actually, one of these emails came in before the show started, so you've got some fans out there. And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, one of your fans uh, says um, – 
It wants to know, do you ever use Robert Foss, Frost for your poetry? That would be some interesting songs. Uh, we tried. Um, we um, we tried, actually. Um, uh, we were writing some... Um, uh, gave uh, Stopping by Woods um, uh, on a snowy evening a shot. And... Um, Somehow, um, I forgot the exact process, but but um, we did it, it, that one was left on the on the cutting room floor for a while. I would uh, just I would modify that to say not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, too late. Too right. late. I already invited everybody into our process here, honey. So. Um, well, I, I don't want to be the the, the sponsor of a, of a marriage breakup here. So why don't we ask an even more <laughs> more interesting question of uh, what's the process by which you select poems and put them to to music? <laughs> uh, well, I'd, I'd say the selection process has has no methodology to it per se. It's more <laughs> when we get gobsmacked by something that just says that just hits you on a on an emotive level. And um, you feel moved to to work work with it, um, and then the process from there is very um, also not programmatic. I would say uh, Bruce and I bring very different and complementary and sometimes warring <laughs> uh, skills and and backgrounds to to uh, to the work we do together. So it's we never really know what's what's going to happen. Um, okay. Oh well, that 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 makes sense. Want to add to that. process, and that way one gets uh, one gets sort of struck on a very deep level by something, and then goes, "Hey, look," and uh, and then we'll sit down and start just thinking, and hopefully let our instruments lead us into how that is to be represented into music. Okay, now um, this album. Which, uh, since this is radio, I can't show it to people, but they should go to your website and look at it. It's actually a work of art. Uh, the cover design, mm-hmm. the little lyric book you have in it, which I love, the photography, it's all just perfect. Uh, Marla, you being the artist in the family, do I see a guiding hand there? Um, I don't want to take all the credit by any means. I, I did have, Bruce and I talked about this idea. We had right from the start the idea of um, an image of an alarm clock, a very simple cover because of the title, The Waking, and, it, and that sort of suits the going sort of taking a step backwards um our name noctambul refers to essentially the nighttime journey right so in our first album very much focused on uh wanderings and musings in the night and then um so the idea of the waking being sort of coming out of the night the alarm clock image was was very prevalent and then um our good, our good friend Sylvia Harold said, "Hey, another good friend of ours, Sandy, has has a beautiful antique clock collection." And so we went over to photograph, and then our graphic artists uh, Lindsay Rallo and Sam Pelgrift, they uh, they just took the idea and embraced it and did a fantastic job with it. Yeah. Well, they certainly did, and I recommend that everybody out there get a copy. And so, since I'm doing the recommending, where should they go to get a copy? Ah, um, you can go to our website, which is noctabulemusic.com, and uh, it's also available on CD Baby and iTunes and all the all the usual spots. Um, so if you just Google us up, 
uh, <clears throat> Noctambule, uh, and put in one of our names to refine the search, you, you should be just fine. Okay. And when you're away from there, you can also get it from us directly just by emailing us at uh, music at gmail.com. Okay. Now, I know you guys are touring Baby and iTunes. Oh, good. CD Baby What's and that? iTunes? Good. Okay. I think it's on CD Baby and iTunes, is it not? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. All okay. right. Now, you two, I know you two did a little touring. Um, where were you, and what was the reception like? <laughs> Bruce, I've been talking. I will let you go. Oh, no, you're doing a great job, I think. <laughs> the less staticky uh, phone, apparently. Well, let's see. Most recently, we have we were on the East Coast, and we did a couple uh, concerts in North Carolina, two in Massachusetts, and um, one just outside of Philadelphia on the, <laughs> on the way from North Carolina to uh, Massachusetts. And uh, for my money, um, this was, I think, one of our funnest tours ever. There was a very high level of engagement. And there's really... And there's the, the musical community... Yeah, has been nothing if not very welcoming, I think, and um, so that so that we're we're looking to hit the road there again, and um, we have some other things lined up in Northern California in the in the next uh, couple months. Well, actually, um, we have some emails on that. Um, Roscoe in, in Sacramento uh, said uh, you should check out the house concerts up here that we. We uh, we have plenty of them, and we love what you do. And Ben in San Francisco wants to know if you ever come over the bridge and play in San Francisco. <laughs> um, you know, we don't have a, a any sort of regular haunt, but we would uh, we have a few invites for uh, for house concerts in San Francisco that we have not yet scheduled. So. Uh, ben, if you would please uh, sign up for our email newsletter, you can do that through our website as well. We will be happy to let you know when we've got one of those coming up. We have one in Lafayette coming up across the bridge uh, in two weeks from today in on uh, the 28th, Friday the 28th. And where is Mighty that? Mighty Fine Guitars in Lafayette. Mighty hey. Fine Guitars um, in Lafayette, owned by the great, fantastic guitar shop and music store owned by Stevie Coyle of the Waybacks and um, so he's uh, he's having us on the 28th, next, uh, two weeks from tonight. Well, having been to uh, been to concerts there, I can tell you that it's fascinating. It's a lot of fun, and also just wandering around and looking at some of the guitars he's got there is is a trip in itself. Uh, so I really it's recommend that move. One. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Quick thing to Roscoe, happy to play in Sacramento. So if we could get in touch and figure out where the house is, I'm happy to do that. Okay. All right. Well, I will uh, see if I can make yeah, that happen. Yeah, shoot us a note. Okay. Beautiful. Um, now, well, back to music. Uh, the last line in the verses of this song are quite interesting. This is uh, Since I Was uh, Forgotten. Uh-huh. He has forgotten the wind in the sky. I will not grow wise. I will not grow wise. I will not grow wise. I have been grown. 
I have to say, uh, Marla, that this must be the first time I have heard someone sing that they will not grow wise, especially you, Marla, who are so wise. What is the story there? (laughs) Boy, I have you fooled. (laughs) (laughs) And Bruce, too, probably. (laughs) I had you fooled for a while, uh, apparently. Um, Yeah, so this – song is an, another excerpt from John Brown's body, and and the speaker in this one is uh, the young Jack Elliott, uh, not to be confused with rambling Jack Elliott, mind you, but uh, he, who is the young uh, northern uh, soldier who's been drafted, and the last thing he wants to do is go off to war, and he, he sort of sits and muses and says, you know, I don't like anything I'm seeing about this growing up thing. You know, I look at my father, and uh, if he's wise, then I don't want to grow wise. If my uncle's rich, then I don't want to grow rich because he spends his time uh, sowing a bottomless ditch. As uh, is how he is how young Jack Elliot. Right. So wisdom, day. wisdom, and money are absolutely no recompense for losing one's youth. Essentially. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll I'll yeah. remember that when I look at the holes in my bank account. Uh, According to that. <laughs> Yes. According to Jack Elliott, that is. I yeah, according to Jack Elliott, right. Uh, well, there's a there, there's a uh, there, there's another song um, uh, I'd like to play. Uh, and Bruce, you know, you, I know because you and I spent five years put, putting on house concerts. You are a fabulous blues guitar player, and uh, I want to play a, um, a song that uh, well maybe demonstrates a, a teeny bit of that. When I am an old woman, I shall wear. With a red hat that doesn't go Doesn't really suit me And I shall spend my pension on brandy Summer gloves And satin sandals And say we've no No money for butter You're not lying down on the pavement. Uh, Bruce, uh, uh, do I hear a little blues there and possibly some slide guitar? You absolutely hear more than a little blues. It's it's like, uh, you know, uh, people that know us individually but not as musicians together are basically saying, what is an Irish mandolinist doing with a blues guy alt-tuning sort? Um but you definitely hear that, and the slide is uh, the slide is Jerry, because I can't play slide to save my life. And you might want to explain who Jerry what? is. And yes, absolutely. Jerry is Jerry Jones, who is well to the degree that there's a lead guitarist in the group. It's it's definitely it's definitely Jerry, and she. Um, plays on a couple tracks on our first album, plays on a couple here, and, in fact, will be uh, with us uh, at Mighty Fine Guitars in a couple weeks. Um, And she'll be doing about four or five numbers with us, and we are so delighted that she's going to be with us. Um, Well, Bruce uh, Bruce neglected to say there, she plays lead guitar in the group Blame Sally. 
<laughs> I was going to yes. mention that. <laughs> okay. Oh, did I not mention that? Yes. yes. Um, yeah, I, okay. I was going to mention that because astute listeners who listen to the lead-in music for this radio show can also hear her because we use her music for our, our uh, lead-in music, too. So she, oh, Jerry Jones, can help. Yeah, and and, and everybody knows I have full permission from Blame Sally to use that. And um, Blame Sally are wonderful folks, and and congratulations on getting Jerry to play with you. uh, I'm sure that's a lot of fun. It is. (laughs) Do you ever ever see yourself, or are the two of you, actually putting out a blues album? No, no, not really. Um, not really. To... But I think it's because we are fascinated at, at this point with all sorts of different kind of genres. So that you know, so on this particular album, there's a slow air that Marl wrote that, um, uh, and a blues song, and. Um, a few other sort of uh, what I'd like to think are our cross genre lines um uh acoustic stuff uh so uh, I don't see us doing a a a a whole blues album um we have found out that if that Motown songs go very well when played simultaneously with Irish tunes but that's a whole other story well, if you guys are, are really getting wild, I can introduce you to some heavy metal groups that I know pretty well um we have uh, some email, some more email for you, and this is from uh, um, MyGuard in Austin. And MyGuard wants to know, how important are house concerts to the distribution of your music? Oh, that's a, that's a great question, and a we think question. of it as very important, actually. Um, we, are, we are hard to categorize. So it's often difficult for us to go into um, a club or something where um, people don't know us in a place where we're not known. But the wonderful thing about house concerts is that every individual house concert will have a following of people who trust the hosts of those house concerts to provide great music. So people will come to a house concert for somebody they've never heard of um, and be wonderfully engaged in the music, um, whereas they won't necessarily go to a club because the club's, you know, a club is a, sort of more anonymous, less personal. So for us, it's really, really been key for uh, people to say, just come hear these guys, and people come, and, and, and we have lovely connected experience. <laughs> I, I yeah, would like also, to... Go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry, Patrick. Well, I, I was going to, Go to ahead, point out to our listeners, and I know I've mentioned this to you, that there is a global house concert organization called SOFAR, SOFAR standing for Songs from a Room, and uh, I, you guys ought to talk to them if you haven't already, but they put on house concerts in, I don't know, 80 cities around the uh, the world, and they've got a wonderful YouTube wow. channel and a great Twitter feed, so uh, you should check up with them. I know they're, they're, they put on probably two a month here in Los Angeles. I know they've, they've put on house concerts in San Francisco, Seattle, all over the country, London, uh, even uh, in Moscow. Um, we're just about out of time, but there, there, I really want to play a very short snippet of the last song in your album. So this is uh, Bastardo Returns. We're going to play about 30 seconds.
That is um, Bastardo Returns, and as I understand it, Bastardo is kind of a nickname uh, for Bruce. Uh, But what really got me about that song is the incredible number of instruments, valuable instruments on it. You've got a 1939 Martin D-28, a 1922 Gibson Mandolin, a 1914 Gibson Mandola, a 1930 Martin Tenor, a custom 12-string, and a couple of accordions. Uh, did you have a team of people kind of handing you instruments when you recorded it, and did they work off of a spreadsheet of when instruments go where, when? <laughs> um, no, we. So all of our instruments kind of come to us for for reasons of their own. I'd like to think. When whenever you're dealing with instruments that are older than you are, they're kind of not so much about you. You just sort of get to be their caretaker for. 30 years if you're lucky and um, that's the case with many of our instruments Um, we did we do have one of the accordions we used in the project was on loan from our friend Daniel Schoenfeld because my accordions don't play in the right key easily for the song that we used them on Um, Bruce do you want to add to that? Yeah I would like to yeah so I I quite agree with what Marla said about a lot of the instruments finding us at the same time, we are very uh, deliberate in trying to find new and different textures between um, uh, sets of acoustic instruments. So, for example, in addition, there's also Greek bazooki and a 10-string saturn, and um, any number of uh, different kinds of the 6, 8, 12-string guitars and different tunings with the very purpose of... Uh, with the, with really the purpose of different kinds of blends, different kinds of textures, and, you know, to, to, uh, in part because it's interesting in its own right to us, but also to really give much more body, as it were, to say the poetry in music in that way. Well, it certainly works well, and, and it's a lot of fun. I, I would love, I don't know, do you play that song live? <laughs> oh, yes. You do, and you have all the instruments kind of lined up. I can't play accordion at the same time. Oh my God! And you have you have all the instruments kind <laughs> of lined up on the stage. There on that on that tune, there are only three three instruments. You're hearing, um, well, you're hearing mandolin, yeah. um, which I double tracked a little bit, so there's some harmony as well, and then the accordion, which I can't play at the same time as I play the mandolin. And Bruce is playing uh, guitar, so. Okay. All right. I'd, yeah. Oh. Straight ahead, six uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I was we, looking we at all the mandolin various... and guitar. And we get we we trust that the live Noctambule experience will make up for what's not there. You don't know what's <laughs> not there. Oh, you're right. <laughs> as as uh, famous uh, or an infamous Secretary of Defense uh, knows, we the said. Uh, there are known unknowns and unknown unknowns. But anyway, one of the known knowns is that we're out of time. All right. So we, I'm afraid we're going to have to <laughs> say goodbye. To yeah, I'm sure. I'll have to say goodbye. Uh, once again, uh, first of all, let me just say thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, Patrick, thank you very much. This is yeah. so pleasure and very much appreciated. This is uh, Bruce Victor and Marla Feibish of Noctambule. Uh, buy the album at their website. Uh, you can go to www.noctambule, or you can get it on CD Baby or iTunes. Don't forget, they're also touring. They're going to be 
at the uh, Mighty Fine Guitar Store, other places. So go to their website and look at their at their, their tour schedule because they are so much fun live. Well, we have to take a break now, and when we return, uh, Mikal Hassan and uh, Sharmistra Chatterjee of the Mikal Hassan Band. It's now starting its first North American tour, and don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. It's going to be so much fun. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan with Music Friday Live. And I just wanted to uh, correct myself. Uh, the website for uh, Noctambule is www.noctambulemusic.com. That's www.noctambulemusic.com. And Noctambule is N-O-C-T-A-M-B-U-L-E. And, of course, you have to add music onto that. Well, like I said, um, we're taking... Uh, later on the program, we're going to be talking to uh, Mikal Hassan and uh, his, his band. But uh, right now, we need to tell you about our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Solar power, as you know, is a huge win-win for homeowners. But a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront cost. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company. But you pay a lot less because the sun's making some of it, in some cases as much as half. Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system. It maintains the system. And all you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for Solar City, or you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you. It is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. So call Tina at Solar City. That's how you find out. You knew I was going to give you a phone number. Call Tina at Solar City, and her number is 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And tell her that I sent you, and you will get a discount. Well, as I said, uh, Mikhail Hassan uh, is uh, going to be joining us. Now, let me just, they're not with us yet. Well, but, uh, just, oh, yes, they are. As a matter of fact, yes, they are. So let me just introduce them. Mikhail Hassan has been called defiant, which is not a term usually associated with guitar players. But as the first Pakistani musician to attend the famed Berklee School of Music, he was already an outlier. But he was an outlier with a vision. He had an instinct for combining styles and notes and instruments and arrangements from different cultures in ways that created a, a whole larger than some of its parts, a music synergy heard nowhere else. In his latest album, On Holland, he hones that synergy to a masterpiece of binational sound, not only between East and West, but between India and Pakistan, countries with similar music forms but vastly different attitudes towards music. The result is a sound that will resonate with Western ears while taking them deep into the world of Sufi poetry and hypnotic ragas with some damn good guitar licks. We are proud to introduce the Mikhail Hassan and Indian singer Sharmistra Chatterjee to our audience here in North America. Mikhail and Sharmistra, are you there? 
Hi, this is Sharmishta. I'm very much there. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. I know you guys uh, have had a rough morning. You were trying to, uh, I understand you're trying to do a sound check in the rain. Is that true? Exactly. We've, like, we've just like we stepped down from the sound check and I'm just on the phone talking to you. Okay. Uh, is uh, Mikal going to be able to uh, join us? Yes, I'm sure he will. He's just stepping okay. down. Uh, I okay. just stepped down first. So. Okay, well, I'm 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 happy to hear first of all that you didn't get electrocuted. <laughs> that would have been a, ba- a bad way to start the tour, right? Uh, so let me right. let me yeah. Let me say first of all, uh, Punjabi is not my native language or any part of my language, so feel free to correct my pronunciation during the show. And secondly, okay. congratulations on your first North American tour. And I see McCall has joined us. Hi, McCall. Hey, what's up? It's uh, Europe, and uh, fortunately, uh, you're you're here. Are you both dry? Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time hearing you because I'm in a very noisy place. I'm just gonna try and find a spot. Okay, which all right. Be a well, bit I'll more t- convenient. I'll, I'll talk to with, I'll talk to your wonderful singer I'm while you uh, head around for a uh, quieter spot because we can also hear you uh, hear the background noise. Um, uh, yeah, so, are you are you excited, or is touring kind of uh, old hat for you, regardless of whatever country you're in? Mikal? She asked, he uh, asked you the question. Asked me? Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely very excited. This is my first uh, uh, North American tour, tour with Mikal, and I'm like extremely excited, you know, to come and perform for you. Well, uh, how about Mikal? Uh, how about you? I know you've toured a lot. Is this an exciting tour for you? Yeah, I'm very much so because this is actually the first opportunity I've had to bring this particular lineup out uh, away from Pakistan and India. So for us, it's like really, really important to make a good impression and to sort of like you know play our classic stuff and some of the newer stuff which we which we're going to put out later on in the year. Okay. Well, before we get into the details of the tours. Uh, we should introduce you a little bit to our audience who may not be familiar with your music. Now, I've seen your music called Punjabi Prague Rock, and I've seen it called East-West Fusion, and I've seen it called Sufi Fusion. What do you call it, and how would you describe it? Um, well, basically, like the, the okay, so the melody part is all traditional lyrics and traditional melodies, which means that the melodies are from the South Asian Southeast Asian region. So the region now is split up into India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. And the music, the actual arrangements, and the, I guess, the instrumentation lends itself to sort of like a prog rock band. But we also have like uh, jazz influences. Like I, I particularly love Weather Report and their records, especially Black Market and Heavy Weather, made a big impact on me when I was growing up. Um, so I, I kind of like tend to lean towards that, and the the new lineup uh, also has jazz rock influences. So we are kind of like well, we've got a progressive approach to dealing with very old traditional material. Normally, this material is performed in a very different setting. Well, Mikhail, I, I've been to Pakistan. In fact, I've been to your hometown, Lahore, and, and I found <laughs> it a, a very sophisticated and cultured city. So I'm, I'm not surprised to, to read that you were raised by a Muslim father and a Christian mother. But I wonder, That's how right. did your family impact your music? 
well, they were very supportive. I mean, imagine that you know, music really wasn't a career for uh, kids back in uh, the late 80s when I was growing up. And my parents were uh, very highly educated. My mom is a literature professor. She's a Shakespearean scholar. And my dad also is a literature major. And he's a writer as well. He's a journalist, or was a journalist. He passed away last year. Um, and his first love was music. So I, my earliest memories are actually of listening to jazz records, not even rock records, jazz records when I was a kid. And I very clearly remember that uh, there's this uh, Miles Davis record called In a Silent Way, which is sort of like the beginning of what eventually became Fusion and Bitches right. Brew and, uh, you know. Um, yeah. All the classic. All those kind of blue, yeah, the classic kind of blue. Okay. And then I, I would also hear Stan Getz. He really loved Stan Getz's tone and uh, Dexter Gordon, all those guys. So I, I want to ask you, Sharmistra, uh, the same question. How did your family uh, influence your music? Uh, well, uh, my father, uh, uh, you must have heard of Rabindranath Tagore. So my father used to sing Tagore songs, and he wanted me to you know, develop a vocal uh, approach for the same kind of music. And uh, to be able to sing it in a better way, he put me uh, into classical training, Indian classical, Hindustani classical training. And slowly I developed an aptitude for it, and I uh, kind of uh, uh, <laughs> delved deep into and uh, kind of, uh, you know. Uh, well, I grew up and I, I was extremely passionate, I grew ex- extremely passionate about like world music and uh, every other form other than the classical and uh, it's uh, well, I, highly it, tempting to experiment with uh, the Western art form, you know, the symphony. Well, it, cert- it certainly worked and, and I want to give our audience now a, a little taste of uh, what we're talking about. So uh, let's, let's listen to Ya Ali. Okay. <laughs> Now, I know that was a live recording, and it starts off like heavy metal, but it moves into this wonderful blend of traditional flute. And then later on, I think uh, I hear uh, Sharmistra's voice uh, sailing over the guitars. Now, how did the instrumentation and the arrangement of that song come about? Did you write every note, or was it kind of free form while you were on the stage? Uh, no, this one, this particular melody, is it's a religious uh, it's, it's a religious song that is sung by, uh, it's predominantly addressing uh, a religious figure called uh, Ali. And that particular figure is a great 
religious importance to the Shias, to, to the Shias in in all the Muslim world. And this particular melody that she's singing was uh, basically the main melody is uh, what we call a traditional bandish. A bandish is sort of like a repetitive classical bass melody which sticks to a particular mode or a particular rag. And the creator of this melody was one of the great classical guys back in the 50s and the 60s, Ustad Salamat Ali Khan. So what I did was I took the melody and I looked at the scale and it was like this sort of like a Phrygian sounding scale, but with uh, certain notes omitted from it. And it lent itself to like a real heavy sort of like, you know, I, I, I guess you could say like a Black Sabbath heaviness. <laughs> but with, yeah. with, you know, with like more like these rush-like voicings on top. And yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard. But you, basically, once you have the melody, the melody is king, right? So yeah. once you have yeah. all this beautiful classical melody, then you can think of ways to change it up. And what well, would work for what vibe and what the lyrics are saying, everything, the poetry, that will dictate how the arrangement goes. Also, the shift in time uh, are not exactly, it, this song starts out in standard time. But the yeah. main melody actually is in seven, so we do a time change there. We stop, and that that heavy down, 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 well, that down, started down. With, that um, sets the stage for the that, main melody. That started with with uh, heavy guitar, but in some other songs, right. especially the new album, you bring in the flute front and center, and, and here's a wonderful example of, of how you've done that. Okay, now the flute um, at the beginning of that sets up the vocals just really beautifully. The, the, the flautist there, I, I guess, is Papu. Is that how he pronounces his yeah, name? Yeah, Papu, yeah. Papu's and the, he's a premier Pakistani flautist. How did you meet and convince uh, a classical flautist of that, of that culture, or rather of that prestige, to join an experimental band? Um, basically, it really started with with my music college, Berkeley, because in Berkeley you have all these cultures, you know, sort of like cross-fertilizing and like, you know, you have people from all over the world trying out different sounds, bringing their heritage and then combining that with jazz. And that's what I always loved about jazz, that it allows for expansion without losing roots. And I kind of thought that the same approach could be taken with Eastern classical music, where we could expand into territories which would be foreign to traditional practitioners, but I needed certain kinds of people to work with. And Papu and I met in my studio, and we became friends first. We started playing later. Uh, we were on a record together, and we just decided that, you know, we'd really love to, like, work together. And with my training uh, at Berkeley School of Music and with his deep classical knowledge, I mean, I learn from the guy every day still. So no, it, it, it certainly makes works. for a good combination. Yeah. It, it certainly does. Uh, now, uh, Sharmistra, you come in a little later in that song. Do you have a feel when the music has set up the flow for your voice, or is all that kind of planned in advance when the song is written? Yeah, nah, in this case, in this particular song's case, the music was uh, uh, like Mikal already kind of arranged the music. And uh, when we, uh, I, uh, it's very interesting. This is an interesting story in the sense I met uh, Mikal for the first time in the studio 
when we were recording Andolan, the album from which this particular song belongs to. So, uh, you know, we kind of, uh, uh, we, we sat with the arrangement and this is a very uh, traditional bandish in Rag Malkons, uh, in, in the classical uh, rag. It's one of the rags which is sung in midnight. Uh, you know, it's, uh, so this particular rag, <laughs> this bandish, uh, we kind of uh, fixed it in his kind of arrangement. And uh, yeah, that's how it happened. It, it, it works really well. We're talking with uh, Mikhail Hassan and uh, Sharmistra uh, Chatterjee of the Mikhail Hassan Band. I'm not going to give the phone number out because we're kind of tight on time, but we do have a lot of emails here, and I want to get to them. Um, Bilal in Los Angeles says, when will you be in Los Angeles? I know you've got something set up, so real quick, why don't you tell Bilal where he can see you in L.A.? Uh, we're playing on the 5th at the 11th Giant Center. And okay. 5th September. Yeah, 5th All right. September we're coming and playing at the 11th Giant Center in L.A. Okay. Now, Shazad in uh, San Francisco, she says you should come to Mountain View and play at Facebook. Right? Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should get in touch with them. I mean, uh, I understand that a large number of the staff at uh, Facebook are either Indians or Pakistanis, and I know they have a, uh, a space there, so you might get in touch with them. Uh, Noor in New York City says, it's about time we heard good Paki rock. The Punjabi stuff is too hard and too difficult and too male. Um, I didn't know you. I'd never heard Packy Rock before. There's something called Packy Rock. <laughs> well, it's it's um, what happens is that in in Pakistan, a lot of us grew up with very westernized influences, and I think a lot of kids, because of MTV's invasion into everybody's home. Uh, did sort of like end up exposing themselves to uh, Metallica and Guns N' Roses and then my generation grew up on Zeppelin and the Beatles and Deep Purple um, so I think there's a Pakistani variant of that which is like the lyrics are in Urdu which is our traditional language and all the music is kind of like very pop rock or at worst okay. it will be like an 80s hair metal band you know so that's right. where the term Pakistan right. comes right. from I, I have one more email, then I want to get back to music, and this is Faiza in Palo Alto, and Faiza says, don't <laughs> don't play at Facebook, play at the Googleplex. <laughs> You've got a lot of fans here. Wow. So now the, these, you've got two phone calls to make to Silicon Valley, all right? Um, That's amazing. Uh, sure, I want to I want to kind of return to you a little bit here, um, and yeah. actually... Uh, you're from India, and, and as you said, you're from a family that loves music. Um, what did you think when this Pakistani guitar player asked you to be part of an experimental band? Yeah. You know, uh, actually, we have a shared heritage. Uh, there are a lot of uh, Indian classical musicians who, after partition, they had uh, migrated to Pakistan. And the local form of art there, the folk, which is very classical based the you know the nuances of singing uh, even if they are singing a lighter genre it's very classical based so i was very intrigued by that style of singing so when uh, mikal approached me to uh, sing in the band i was very excited because first of all his music is like awesome and secondly it's it was very sophisticated blend of uh, you know classical plus uh, the uh, Western chord sophistications and a bit of jazz rock. 
and there was a there was a lot of scope for me to learn beyond what i had already known you know so i yep, saw okay. a great growth uh, as an artist for me uh, to be singing in the band is and that was enough for me kind of to yep. you know and obviously uh, it worked we're down to about yeah. one minute. I want to play a little bit of a song you just sent me, Gungat, uh, and uh, that was probably about yes. That's uh, Gungat. That's a wonderful piece of music, and it really shows off your voice very nicely. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, where can people find your music? How can they get some of this beautiful music? Uh, CD Baby is where we where we sell directly. Uh, otherwise, you can find our stuff on iTunes. We call us in bands with three records. And if you want to buy direct, you can just go to CD Baby and pick up okay. any of our albums from there. Okay, and I know you have a long tour that goes all the way to September, so where can people see the dates uh, and locations of your uh, live performances? Well, they can they can like our Facebook page. We have a reasonably sized following, and it's from all over the world. It's Nicholson Band, and we, um, we normally post our schedules there, so it should be there, and there'll be a promo coming out pretty soon, I believe. Okay. All right. So, uh, and you're you also have a website too. And yes. what's that? Web, what's the website? Nicholasandband.com. Okay. All right. And that's uh, that's about it. I want to thank you two very much for being with us. And I want to ask you uh, next month when you're um, when you're playing in Los Angeles, I'm going to be at your concert. But I want to see if we can have you back on the show. Do you think you might have time to do that? I, I we will make it a priority, man. We'll, we'll, we'd okay. love to talk about our music, and it's, it's wonderful that you know we're getting the exposure and the opportunity to bring our music to our fans and to people who love good music. Well, and I think I can also guarantee that your mic check will not be rained out like it was today. All right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got delayed by a couple of hours because of that. So. Okay, Makal Hassan and uh, Sharmistress Chatterjee of the Makal Hassan Band, sometimes known as MFC. Get the music, follow the tour, all right? We've got a we've got a scoot right now. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with uh, Patrick O'Heffernan from uh, Blog Talk Radio and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get a real-time update on our guest. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. That's where you get the podcast blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. You can also find us on iTunes and listen to us live on Stitcher. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be Estin Torres and Man Made Time, one really, 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 really good rock band. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on the guests as uh, we get closer to that. Good night, everybody. Have a great musical weekend. We're going to leave you with a little bit of Gungat.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.